Hey, how you doing, man? What's going on? <laughs> Thanks for calling in, bro. Appreciate it. No problem. Lots to get into. Obviously, the new album and want to get your opinion on a couple things. But uh, I guess we really should kick off with the new album, the fifth album, The Sound of Steel, coming out on Friday, June 8th. And kind of a new uh, a new era for Ex Mortis with the lineup change. And talk about everything that's gone on on this new album and the new lineup and everything. Got some help from uh, Warbringer in the studio for this one. Yeah, we know those guys for so long, and I've even helped them with a tour. Like back in uh, a couple of years ago, we, we did a tour with them, and they, they needed a guitarist. This was before their Road to the Vanquished album, and um, yeah, I filled in. So I, I figured <laughs> they, uh, they they wanted to return the favor for uh, for this album recording, and uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, I've known those guys for so long. Chase Becker and Carlos Cruz jammed with them before. At first, I was a little like worried, like jamming with new members or just. Jamming with someone new is kind of like you're scared of it being awkward at first. You're scared of like, well, in my case, I was like, I gotta record the album like in two weeks, and they have to learn all these songs and everything. And it, it just it was great. It worked out. It was not awkward at all. Everything was everything was fluid as hell. Everything worked out just fine. So I was pretty stoked about that. Well, yeah, you guys all have the same DNA, Warbringer and Ex Mortis, the same thrash <laughs> DNA, so it makes sense. And I really love uh, the the Roto Toms coming out on a couple of these tunes on the new oh, album. You noticed that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Problem for a uh, for a new drummer, Adrian Adrian Aguilar. He's actually going to be permanent, but. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have rototops. You'll have to get him, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> let me uh, let me get you on a couple of the tracks here. Do kind of like a little intro and work the song title into it and just kind of talk about what the lyrics came from and, and what they mean and, and any fun fact in the studio or anything like that. But we're going to get you the couple here. Let's, uh, let's start off with the uh, album opener, Make Haste. That was actually the first song uh, completed for the record. I, I was like, damn, I needed write an album well i mean i had ideas but nothing was concrete you know i had like i guess riffs for you know some of the other songs in the album like in the, in the works like feast of flesh and everything which is the next track but i didn't get to finish any of them just yet and i was kind of like just trying to like set my mind and you know give myself a deadline to finish you know songs or finish at least you know half an album before i i, I set the, the the recording dates that was the first song that you know that was actually finished. Like I was able to like sit there and like work it all out, you know, whatever I heard in my head. And it kind of wrote itself because of that, you know, I was just, you know, really determined to finish at least one song, you know, completely, not just, you know, a single riff, you know? Yeah. I guess the attitude, you know, remained within the, the, the notes themselves. So I, I wrote the lyrics to kind of portray that, you know, make haste, like hurry the hell up, you know, <laughs> get to it, you know, kind of funny how like, it, you know, your music isn't necessarily about like day to day life. It, it's more, you know, theatrical than that, but uh, kind of funny how, something as trying to get this album done and trying to finish lyrics kind of worked its way into it still. So a lot of our stuff is, you know, fantasy based and, or just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I guess like, I guess a lot of video game stuff is relatable to our lyrics or whatever, vice versa. But, uh, no, a lot of it's pretty, pretty much it's just life experiences, but just, you know, in a more epic setting to kind of be a little more triumphant to give you, give you a sense of, uh, I guess triumph because that's, that's what we all need in our life, right? A little more, encouragement and a little more positive vibes you know so uh i mean make haste is a little more of a dark side i mean i don't know the lyrics what, what do i say i said set fire to all the lands we'll make them crawl ruthless and cruel we stand our enemies shall fall i was just kind of you know making a little parody of i guess you know the united states united we stand kind of thing i'm not trying to like 
cause any treason or anything. You know, it's not like, <laughs> you know, with my lyrics, but I, I just, you know, I just, I'm a wordsmith and I put things together and um, I think it sounds cool. And I think a lot of people could, you know, try to decipher it anyway they may. And uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, the real, the real inspiration for the song is just meeting deadlines and getting things done. <laughs> Killer, man. Uh, you kind of yeah. mentioned it. Let's get on to the second track, Feast of Flesh. It was uh, probably one of the first riffs like uh, written, you know, for the album. Like, you know, I, I imagined this riff a while ago. And it was like, it's a simple riff. Like, it just, you know, it's like, it's pretty straightforward. And I never really wanted to like work on it. I didn't want to like elaborate on it because I was like, this is too like simple. Like, it's just, I don't know. But uh, my cousin, Mario, uh, former drummer, he had left uh, during this time and, um, he was always he was always down for it. He he was actually pushing me to finish it because I don't know he found it really catchy and he, he liked playing to it. So I never really expanded beyond that, you know. But uh, finally, I was like, damn, I need to I need to write the whole album. And uh, this one was more of that fun fun vibe. So um, I, I figured it'd be good to place that after my case because of that, and uh, you know, for some contrast. And and lyrically, it's a little more on the I guess hedonistic side, you know, like I, I love to eat. I'm I, I'm a glutton. I guess if I, if I were one of the deadly sins, I'd be gluttony, like hands down. Like that's. <laughs> You're a foodie. Sex is great. Yeah, sex is great and all, but you know, dude, I, I love to eat, man. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't tell by looking at you. Yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> oh, I know. Follow me on Instagram. I have a lot of food pictures, and oh man, I just love eating burgers and all that stuff. So I, I wrote lyrics, I guess, to kind of you know uh, portray that and and everything so uh, that was a fun song and in the music video we decided to have some fun with that too uh, i got my girlfriend to be the the victim getting torn apart and we put like uh you know we put like a little prosthetic rib cage on her and uh also some carne asada some you know <laughs> some steak <laughs> and uh, covered it in fake blood and it looked pretty real so we just started ripping that apart and chewing on that and it looked cool and uh i don't know i think i think the visuals go great with that that stompy caveman riffing on the song, you know, and yeah, I just I think everything fits together so well. So like another, another one of those songs that I just like kind of wrote itself, you know, after like just visualizing it. I love so, it, man. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Uh, how about strength and honor? Strength and, oh, that's a cool one. Uh, that one is, uh, inspired by, uh, lyrically, uh, definitely inspired by the movie gladiator. Um, I don't know if you've kind of, caught the, the catchphrase strength and honor that's the that's what uh what uh, russell crowe says to his to his men at the beginning of the movie yeah it's kind of their their thing right the whole gladiator sorry the whole um roman soldier thing kind of wanted to have that as an, in a song as well so uh this song is pretty much like i try to musically i try to combine a lot of like i guess the cheesy heavy metal stuff like there's high pitch vocals here and there you know it's kind of scattered but uh uh, they fit, and actually Zach Oren, uh, our producer for the album, he worked on the previous albums too, Slave of the Sword and Right Forth. He uh, encouraged me to do those highs. He, act- he encouraged me just to like, not just to do like a random high pitch note, but like to do more melody with it. And uh, yeah, I had, had some fun doing that part. And um, yeah, that song is, is pretty much giving that attitude. It's like a headbanger, similar to uh, Feast of Flesh, but not as, I guess, caveman-like. It's a little more polished in a way. So it's like another side of the I guess heavy metal spectrum, and um, that's why I, th- I think that's why I really liked writing this album, and of course playing it, it's because uh, every song has like a certain identity in a way. They kind of stand out from each other because not all of them are the same. They, like this one, I said is like a headbanger, but not as much as not not in the same sense as Feast of Flesh. It's not like as you know just mindless sounding as it may, it may be, I guess, at first listening. So 
Yeah, I, another movie stuff. I mean, I'll, I'll, before you ask, I'll just go on with other movie references here. <laughs> All right. Um, Riders, Riders of Doom is, uh, is another uh, reference to, uh, actually, it's more of a tribute. It's a tribute to uh, the Conan the Barbarian soundtrack. Nice. Of, uh, you know, the one with Arnold, the, the, the real movie. The real uh, one. Yeah, because the remake, I, I don't know, man, it didn't didn't do it for me, man. It was not that good. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you if you had seen it. I didn't even bother with it. Yeah, it's like it, it, the CGI is cool and honest. I figure I just you know just give it a chance to watch the whole thing. But I remember my dad was t- talking to me about. It. He's like, dude, I put it on five minutes in, I just turned it off. I know, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I felt too. But I was like, no, I'll just I'll just watch the whole thing. You know, give it give it a shot. But no, it's not it's not the same. And I think part of that is like music. You know, okay, cool. The visuals are cool, but dude, the the soundtrack of the original. It's just phenomenal. Like it, it takes you to that setting. If if that movie didn't have, if the original Conan the Barbarian didn't have that that music, you wouldn't feel like you're in that ancient otherworldly time. You know, you, you wouldn't feel that way. And I think that's very important. And that's why um, I, I think what that's what music does. You know, it, music takes you to another kind of world, and it, you know, you experience that world with you know with you know melodies and lyrics, of course. So the lyrics uh, are taken from that scene where Thulsa uh, Doom's cult comes and raids uh, Conan's village. Uh, the, the the words are in Latin, and I try to decipher them, and uh, I also looked up online what people thought, you know, what they interpreted it as. I just rearranged those lyrics uh, into, you know, in English, into rhyming English, because that wouldn't work so well if I did a direct <laughs> translation. Right. But, uh, yeah, so I, so with that, I, I wrote the lyrics for Writers of Doom, and um, hell, that, that title itself on the soundtrack is called Writers of Doom. And I also... Use a very familiar theme and very familiar, uh, similar chord progressions uh, from that track on this song. So uh, yeah, I was actually very proud of, of that that I was able to do that and be happy with it because usually, usually I'm just like, oh, I, I don't like my music, I hate it. You know, I'm very, very critical with my own stuff. So of course, finally, very proud of something. So I would say that was probably my favorite one on on the record just because of that. I was able to uh, be happy with the work and you know, it's a tribute to one of my favorite film score uh, writers, uh, composers. Basil, uh, Basil Poliduris. I don't know if I'm saying his name correctly. It's Greek, but yeah, rest in peace. So that's a tribute <laughs> to him. <laughs> Yeah. Let's let's uh, let's talk a little hometown turf. Uh, you from you're from Whittier. I, I grew up in Orange County. And bro, what high school did you go to? Uh, Whittier High School. Yeah, Whittier High. Perfect. And Whitwood yeah, Mall. I'm sure. uh, yeah, not far from Whitwood Mall. Totally. Yeah, that that's where they filmed uh, Back to the Future. Whittier High School, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> really? Huh? Yeah. I know they filmed all the parking lot scenes at the Pointy Hills Mall when he's like taken that's off right. at that's the beginning. Correct. Yeah, yeah, but all, all the school shots are, are Whittier High, and that's like our only claim to fame, really. <laughs> <laughs> that's a cool. That's a cool claim to fame. There, see, there's a movie that had a cool soundtrack, Huey Lewis that's and the true. Power of yeah. Love. See, the Power of Love. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of uh, hometown Love. and just being a, a parents are a big part in our lives, especially as we get going as young musicians. I played drums as a kid growing up and then got into the radio side of things. But in, in doing some research on you, it looks like your dad had a quite a big impact on you getting going on music. Totally. Yeah. I mean, just in general, uh, I guess both my parents, my mom and dad, they, uh, they had a lot of CDs and records, you know, from the 80s and I was born in 1990, so I, I didn't live the 80s, unfortunately, as glorious as they as they tell me it was. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they had all these like Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, Judas Priest CDs and vinyl, and yeah, I just would listen to them, and I got into it, you know, at a very young age. And then I wanted to start. I started playing guitar, and my dad was really 
were was really into that. He really supported that because he played guitar and he, he was excited to show that you know side of him. And he, he taught me how to play certain songs and taught me how to read tabs. And I started learning on my own. He, and I wanted to play you know in a band, I guess. So I started jamming with my cousin Mario. We actually started off as guitarists. He played guitar and. Yeah, actually, he moved to drums because we couldn't find a solid drummer, and he was the <laughs> only one that could play drums. He, he played well, so he's like, dude, you're, you're drummer by default. So <laughs> so that that's how that worked out. But uh, yeah, my dad supported us with, you know, he was like our first manager. He, he, like, he booked all of our shows at first, and yeah, he really tried to, you know, push us to, like, get out there and, you know, you know of course, we had fun with it, but I guess he saw us, you know, you know we could actually you know make it into a career at least we could like try to and we're still trying <laughs> but um yeah he supported that very much and he still does you know he, he, he still he, he stepped back of course he, he didn't really pursue as a you know, manager we got our you know we have our own manager now and we're making our own decisions now that now that we're adults but um right yeah he's very supportive to this day he'll help with anything like you know he he books he, he's this and, and it's funny because he, he would he got so used to booking our shows and like kind of like managing us that uh he does a similar thing with other bands like he'll oh. he'll like promote he's, he's a promoter now so he does that on the side you know he's, he just likes to do it he likes to be involved in the scene so yeah it's interesting how that worked out because it's funny he, he never thought himself uh, of being that you know you know years to come and like same with me i never thought i'd be like you know trying to make a career out of this i always just you know wanted to play you know play guitar and just that's it really keep to myself but now i've been totally different now you know to- different attitude about that i want to travel the world and spread my music so it's interesting how things change but yeah my dad my dad's to blame you know <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool that it worked out career for you and for him too and curious do you remember right, any yeah. any of those first songs he uh, taught you the tabs to on guitar back in the day do you remember any of them yeah actually uh the first uh, the first one was uh what was it uh Wild thing, because <laughs> it's just so simple, right? So he's like, "Here, I know you know this song. Here, just to get you, you know, started on you know some power chord stuff." After that, I I started getting used to you know doing power chord riffs and everything, and I wanted to learn some solo. So the solo, first solo I learned was uh, "Sweet Child of Mine." Nice. So I thought it was pretty cool, and he he taught and he taught me like, okay, this is how you read the tap. So give this a shot, and you know, he took it step by step. But uh, yeah, that was one of the first solos I learned, and I remember that pretty difficult at first but then I, I it was not so hard that i could not do it and uh yeah that kind of encouraged me to continue with that you know i could learn on my own it was very empowering very uh the first time i ever saw you guys was at a very unique show you're kind of one of those bands i'd always heard of and then kind of stumbled into a show a very unique mm-hmm. show a very non-ex mortis show talking about playing at the honda center for the la kiss football oh, team yeah. <laughs> that's right oh man forgot about that that was really cool that was really cool experience because uh yeah it's like everyone there is like not really there to see us <laughs> right know, so they're, they're there for that for the game and uh probably for the you know the the, the cheerleaders and everything but <laughs> <laughs> we uh yeah we just played whatever they asked of us they, they they had us play um some of our own tunes at certain points of, of, the, of the game and they even asked us like do you, do you guys know uh any kiss songs or like yeah like yeah we know love gun and like dude can you guys play it for the halftime part and it's like hell yeah we did it they even asked me if uh, I could fill in like for like a a minute solo, and I'm like, but I yeah, it's like, dude, I could do eruption. Like I, I didn't know the notes, you know, no for no, but I was like, you know what, I'll I'll look it up right now real quick. And you know, uh, the drummer Mari, he was like, yeah, I'll just yeah, he hardly has a part any in it anyway. So we right. learned it on the you know on the spot, and 
yeah, it came out pretty good, I think. You know, it was just, it was just fun. It was a really fun experience. They treated as well, too, backstage and everything. So, yeah, it's a very interesting experience because it's not like a metal show. No, hey, not it, at all. I love Kiss, and, and that was really fun. So that was, that was pretty cool. Did you get to meet Gene or Paul? Were they at that game? I know they no, show up once no, in a while. No, they were not there, unfortunately. Yeah, they were, t- they were telling us, like, yeah, by the way, Gene and Paul are not here. They're, I don't know what they, were, what they were doing, but that's kind of a bummer. I always wanted to meet those guys, you know. But, uh, yeah, well, maybe another time. Maybe we'll get another time to another chance to uh, do another Honda game. <laughs> yeah, that'd be rad. Although I think the team, I think it's not a moss. I think they're it's done with more, that league. They're done with that? Oh, no way. Yeah, see, it's see a how, bummer. How, uh, I don't keep up with things. <laughs> <laughs> but, see, that's cool, though, because I can always say I was at that the most un-Exmorter show ever. Right. <laughs> totally. And yeah, uh, that's fun. That's fun. Let me get your opinion on a couple of things. You being, obviously, a Thrash fan. Big Four. Who, who's your numero uno off the Big Four? Why do you do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let's, let's do the, the process of elimination, I guess. Um, I love Anthrax. I love the, like a lot of the songs they have, but I'm not like as into them as the rest of the band, so I would eliminate them off the list. Okay. Um, but having trouble with the next three because all of them were very influential in, in my playing and just overall just – I don't know, just even listening to music. I was into that, be- a lot of their songs, before I started playing. But having said that, I think I'll have to go with, I'll have to pick Slayer because everyone's fighting over who's better, Metallica or Megadeth. And I mean, I, I, I have my, prefer- my preferences, you know, back to back. Like I like Metallica because they're a lot cleaner and uh, the riffing is, you know, has a certain style of riffing, but so does Dave, you know, and it just... It's a never-ending like battle between those two. So I mean, I'm gonna go with Slayer because I think they're very unique out of all of them, and they're way more aggressive. And um, that's what struck me as amazing and awesome when I was a kid. I was like eight years old, I think, when my dad put on like this uh, the Live Undead CD. Oh wow! And it was live, so it was like one of my first live CDs I've heard. So I, I, I was like, damn, they're you, they're pulling that off live too. It's just really fast, and I just never heard anything like that before. And, and it always stuck with me. And, and of course, you know, the rest of the discography was great. And of course, solos are you know they're not the greatest solos. But then again, you can never unhear that like that. Like you cannot write a better solo to that. Like if you try to you know stay in scale to whatever you know uh, music theory, whatever whatever music theory you want to apply to their songs. It's just not going to work. You're you just so iconic. You know, Terry <laughs> King and Jeff Hanneman solos are just, you just cannot unhear that in their songs. So to me, that's very special. To me, that's like very, very awesome about Slayer. So I will have to pick Slayer. And did you get to say <laughs> goodbye to them when they played last month at the uh, Five Point? Oh, no, I did not, unfortunately. I know. <laughs> Bummed to see him go away, man. But I mean, yeah, I know, I know. Got to see him a few, t- a couple times actually before that, you know. But uh, still, I would, I would have loved to see seen them this last time. Just one last time would have been great. Yeah, sad, sad to see Tom at the end to say, you know, goodbye. It was like, oh, it's finally really yeah. over, man. Such a bummer. I know, right? I appreciate all the time today. Before I let you go, go ahead and plug your social media, all your social medias. Spots. Cool. Yeah, I mean, our website's still not updated, and I need to work on that. So sorry about that. But you can always find us on Instagram. Uh, I think it's Exmortis underscore official. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Exmortis Band. Find us on Facebook, Exmortis Official. Uh, yeah, we have all these updates on our upcoming tour this summer. We're going to be touring the states and some of Canada. So yeah, look out for for those for those shows if we're near you. And uh, we'll be selling our new album, The Sound of Steel. It is out on in stores June eighth. 
So yeah, hit us up, ask us questions, you know, leave us comments and everything. We like to we like to hear what people think about our new stuff. Beautiful, man. Thank you so much for the time and best of luck with the new album and on the road, man. Hope to see you guys soon. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. No problem at all. My pleasure is mine. Have a good one, bro. You too, man. Take it easy. Later. See ya.